0: You are listening to Spirits, Oddities, and Mysteries, because no good podcast starts with a salad. Hello, lover.
1: Hello, darling.
0: Let's start off this uh podcast by announcing the wine of the evening
1: our spirit
0: our, our spirit oh i guess technically wine is not a spirit we really screwed that up
1: oh we were no. planning
0: on drinking like vodka and stuff Run.
1: You know what? We found an appropriate bottle of wine for our commencement episode.
0: Prayers of Sinners. It's a 2017 red blend from Washington State. What I liked best about it was the actual bottle. That's
1: that's actually how you judge wine. How you judge, how you judge yeah. a bottle of wine is by the label. In case uh, anybody wants to know, proper way.
0: One's true self lies somewhere between a virtuous good side and an indulgent dark side. In a world full of temptation, we all indulge from time to time. This red blend is for the sinner in all of us. The dark side that craves decadent, smooth, and luxurious red wine. Let's tell you a little bit about what our podcast is. Uh, Spirits, oddities, and mysteries. Spirits refers to, of course, our, our booze of choice for the evening. It happens to be wine, which is not technically a spirit, I don't think. But it also refers to the spiritual realm, if you will. Ooh. Ghosts, demons, and, and so forth. Oddities and mysteries. Love, if you want to take that.
1: Oddities, mysteries. We're going to be covering anything from alien, Bigfoot, murders.
0: Perplexing philosophical thought.
1: You're so deep. I know. I love you.
0: I love you too. <laughs> We'll see how well this uh, podcast goes. We'll probably record it a few times before we're actually happy with it. But uh, if this happens to be the take, you guys are all listening. So it it was the take.
1: And that means that we did good.
0: We have zero fans so far. So if you're listening, you are our first fan.
1: Hi. Thank you.
0: Do you give us money now? How's Ah! it (laughs) work?
1: We need a new laptop.
0: I, I was actually pretty excited about the Ron Burgundy podcast when it first came out. I just loved the fact that he, like, the entire time has no idea what a podcast is. It's like, what, where is this going?
1: We're going to take our first caller.
0: <laughs> where do you, Where do you put the cassette? <laughs>
1: that's how i feel at the moment actually
0: well i mean we're gonna figure this out as we go it's gonna be a lot of fun along the way i mean that's what's gonna keep us moving forward whether we have listeners or not or before we get them it's gonna be a lot of fun if you want to go ahead and uh kick us off whenever you're ready
1: i decided that i would touch on our spirits and our mysteries
0: I did not expect that.
1: My my opening story. She is a
0: true crime aficionado, if you will. I was fully expecting her to go the true crime route.
1: It is a true crime. Oh, well, fantastic. But it ties into spirits. Well, do you have a guess as to what I'm going to cover? Because it kind of sounded like you knew what I was going to do. Because
0: you, you told I, me the, the name of it, I forget what it no, is. No, I though. didn't. Oh, I thought you did.
1: No. You were
0: asking me about that if I knew John. No,
1: dear David. Dear for David. For a yeah. later episode. Oh, okay. Yes. So don't look into it.
0: No, I have to because no. I thought I was gonna hear all about it tonight.
1: It's a surprise for later. All right,
0: so I have no idea what you're doing then. I really thought you were going to be doing a true crime.
1: Ah, I, I am doing a true crime. Don't get me wrong. But actually, I thought the kids gave it away today because our two youngest decided to watch the Amniville Horror. They That's what it's on? The actual crime that that is based off of.
0: I didn't know there was an actual crime. I was trying to remember if he's the one that went apeshit or if the uh, the family... Just experienced ghosts.
1: No, uh, actually, the movie, it's loosely based on true events. I don't know if anybody's familiar with it, but...
0: The movie or the actual I mean,
1: I think everybody's pretty (laughs) familiar with the movie, considering there's seven movies based on this, and there's one coming out in like a month.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Ed and Lorraine, the uh, famous demonologist ghost hunters, investigate this as well?
1: You know what? Uh, they did not come up in my search at all. I really thought that they. I might will fact have.
0: check that uh, while you're while you're beginning here.
1: All right, to give you a little background.
0: So the Warrens are among the very first investigators in the controversial Amityville haunting. Yeah. So. Oh,
1: okay. So they did yeah. go there. I love them. I, I was surprised when I didn't see their name come up.
0: I read their book, by the way. I highly recommend it. I think it's like the uh, Something Something Adventures of Ed and Lorraine Warren. A really good book. I'll put it on our uh, Facebook, the actual name of it. Highly recommend reading it.
1: My story is about Ronald Joseph DeFeo Jr., also known as Butch. He was born September 26, 1951 in uh, Brooklyn to his... Parents, Ronald, Joseph DeFeo Sr., and Luis DeFeo. He was the oldest of five children. He had a sister Dawn, sister Allison, brother Mark, and brother John Matthew. His childhood, you know, they moved into a house. His dad was a successful car salesman. He worked at uh, his father-in-law's car dealership that he owned. It was He provided very well for his entire family. They never wanted for anything. They were lavished in gifts. They had a large house. Uh, They moved in in 1965. It was a Dutch colonial home at 112 Ocean Avenue. It even had its own beach house. Um, And it was in Amneyville, which... It's kind of funny that they moved to Amneyville because their town's name actually means Friendlyville. Oh. Yes. So they all moved in and they put up a, a beautiful sign in their front yard. It said High Hopes. And they all were, you know, the doing well to anybody who was an onlooker from the outside. However, They were, they were
0: wealthy? Is that what you're saying?
1: I mean, they... No, they like they seemed happy. Okay. I mean I mean they had money. Like I said, the children never wanted they had a large home in a fantastic town. They had their own boathouse and from the outside everything looked really really well. Okay. Happy. But when do they start killing each other? <laughs> it, it takes a little bit here. Oh, okay. Um It really wasn't that great, though, because the father, he had a horrible temper, and he often uh, lashed out and fought with his wife and children. And sadly, Butch, the focus of our story, was the focus of the father's abuse. He would belittle him. He would beat him. A regular happening at the house would be at the family dinner table. They would be eating. Butch would drop his napkin off his lap, reach for it, pick it up, put it back on his lap. Pretty much what you would do in that situation. And his father would look at him and say, why the fuck did you get up from the table without being excused? And then he
0: reasonable question
1: would pick him up and beat him to a pulp and then sit back down to dinner like nothing happened
0: like that awkward moment when you're like over at a friend's house <laughs> as a kid and the dad starts like screaming at the you're child like, and you're like oh, I'm just going to sit here and eat my mashed potatoes and I, pretend uh... like that didn't happen.
1: <clears throat> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Only much worse because he like beat the shit out of him. Yeah. A, and nothing like that at all.
1: Nothing. <laughs> but you know, totally relatable. <laughs> uh, so uh, sadly he did not get a, a Relief from the abuse or anything at school because the kids made fun of him. He was an introvert. He was heavy set. He had a goofy walk. All the kids picked on him. And he just really didn't have social skills to make any of this better. Uh, around 10 or 12, he kind of just found that rage inside and he started acting out at people. Him and his buddy went out on a hunting trip and while they were out in the woods having a good time, hunting, doing their stuff, he pulled his rifle out on his friend and taunted him and got in his face and acted like he was going to shoot him. And then as quickly as he did this, he stopped and continued the hunting trip as if he never did any of that. And he thought nothing of it, moved on. He got a lot worse as the years went on. He actually was home with his parents. They got in a huge fight. And
0: his parents got in a fight with each other or yes, with him?
1: With each other. I'm sorry. That wasn't very clear. Well, that's why I asked. Yeah. I'm
0: here for a reason.
1: Uh, because I married you.
0: That's true. That's
1: true. They um Should we
0: explain that now or later?
1: Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> so, they were fighting he was tired of listening to him, so he went, grabbed his twelve gauge, pointed it at his father, point blank in a chair, pulled the trigger.
0: Wait, wow! You just went to like the end, like in two seconds. He blew his dad's head off.
1: Nope, it misfired.
0: Ah, uh, and he's not like—I mean—that should have been the end because his dad should have killed him.
1: His dad literally was in shock, stood up, walked out of the room, and did, was did he know it was done. empty? It wasn't empty. It misfired. What? Yeah. it that was. was <laughs> that was loud. I, read, I redlined. <laughs> it was locked and loaded. He was ready to kill and it misfired.
0: He didn't, like, try again? Nope. His dad didn't take the gun?
1: Everybody was just like, all right, that fight got a little too heated. <laughs> really? uh, that's I think like, we're going to that, go <laughs> At this point, his parents were like, uh, this isn't quite normal. It's not not normal though. I let's mean. let's just let's just try some therapy.
0: Family therapy is a good thing. No,
1: no, no, just him. Oh, just him. Just him. Butch is now going to therapy. Proclaiming he does not need it.
0: Does he shoot his? Oh, proclaiming. Yeah. That was a weird way of saying proclaiming. Proclaiming.
1: Proclaiming.
0: I proclamate this proclamation. <laughs> it's a
1: declaration. No proclamation. What is that? What am I looking for? I don't know what you're doing. Approximation, proclamation? I don't remember. Is this
0: like Schoolhood Rock or ch- what the heck is that called? Yeah, it's
1: totally like a school Schoolhouse Rock, rock. <laughs> <laughs> something. <laughs> it totally was. I think was. I remember that. It bubbled up in the back of my brain. I'm going to wake up at like 3 a.m. and be like, approximation to... Dip- Ooh. It's something like that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Anyways uh so they, they you, guys, you guys
0: probably know what she's talking about go ahead and throw that in the comments I was
1: like comment please because if i don't remember it's gonna drive me nuts
0: and since you won't hear the show for probably like a month or two
1: hopefully it'll i'm be not very
0: exciting when wildly
1: insane by then going approximation proclamation it's really so it's really close <laughs> it's gonna come uh so they sent him to therapy he said nope I'm not going to therapy. I don't need therapy. I'm not the problem. And so his parents, being the fantastic parents that they are, were like, all right, you're right.
0: Is it Emancipation proclama- Proclamation?
1: Yes, Emancipation Proclamation.
0: I don't think it's Schoolhouse <laughs> Rock now.
1: <laughs> oh. No, I think that's. It's just government. Yeah. Yeah, well. Well, apparently. It's the
0: Emancipation Proclamation. Or Proclamation 95 was a presidential proclamation and executive order issued by President Abraham Lincoln on January 1st, 1863. It changed the federal legal status more than three million. Oh, that's an important one.
1: Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Miss. (laughs) Little
0: history lesson there.
1: Let's see. Miss. I think her name was Mrs. Ross or Miss Ross but she's the one who taught me that and she also got me to ta- to pass my constitution test in 5th grade. So, cheers to you because something it, stuck.
0: It, it stuck, but I'm actually a little embarrassed that I didn't immediately recognize that because that was when uh, the federal legal status of more than 3 million enslaved people in the designated areas of the south went from slave to free. That was that was an important little bit of history there.
1: Yeah, uh so, I probably should have had a little bit more of a connection in my brain. However, I never heard Schoolhouse rock. I think they
0: did sing about it. I think
1: they did. It was a pretty big proclamation. If they didn't, you should write them in with the new song. I
0: will do. Are they still around? That would they be have awesome. To be. They should come back
1: if they're not, they should we should write them.
0: Yeah, are they alive?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. So we're to the boy where he's saying, yeah, screw therapy. And the parents are like, yeah, screw therapy. We know what's even better than therapy.
0: Shooting range?
1: Bribing my child to be good. Hey,
0: that's what my parents did. And it yeah. worked out quite well. <laughs> I got paid to get good grades because uh, they, they pretty much gave up on everything else. And uh, it worked. I became honorable.
1: Hey, hey, you know what? It worked for you. Not so much for him.
0: Well, they weren't paying him
1: enough. Oh, you know what? I beg to differ because let's see here. For his 14th birthday, he got a $14,000 speedboat.
0: Well, I never got a freaking speedboat. So he wins that one. <laughs> All right. Holy cow. All
1: right. So this is like around the kind of gifts that they were just giving him. and they're were-
0: So they were rich.
1: They were well off. They were upper middle class, actually. How old was he? 14? Fucking 14. I know what? a
0: lot of people in that upper middle class range I that are not, not buying their them. 14-year-old son speedboats. And
1: you have to remember that this was a $14,000 speedboat in 1973.
0: Right. So that's like a $60,000. My math might
1: be a little off. It might have been like 70. Yeah. Either way.
0: I mean, that, that's probably like a 60 or 50 or 40, somewhere in that range. Yeah.
1: Speedboat for a 14-year-old, you
0: know, that's not, that, that's we'll say upper, <laughs> upper, upper middle class.
1: Upper, upper. Um, yeah, but with all their bribing and all this, he got a weekly stipend to, to quote unquote be good, but he was having weekly run-ins with the law, he was getting in fights at school, he was pretty much a uh, little douche, a little douche,
0: with a freaking speedboat.
1: With a speedboat.
0: I mean, was he getting in trouble with a speedboat? Because that would make sense. I'd be speeding my ass off with a speedboat.
1: I mean, that wasn't one of the reports that I read, but it just was like, he always got in trouble. At this point, uh, between about 15 and 16 years old, with all this extra cash that his parents are paying him to, quote unquote, be good, he picked up a fantastic new habit.
0: Speeding in his speedboat?
1: Heroin and
0: LSD. I always wonder how people start doing heroin, like... If we all see what happens to anybody who I does mean, heroin, but
1: first off, this is the '70s, so like,
0: we... I still feel like heroin was like no. one of the like not so great <laughs> things to jump there on a board bunch with. Bunch
1: of hippies, they were like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna nod off in a corner, and it's fantastic."
0: I get Free the love. LSD, I get the mushrooms part of that. I get like smoking a lot of reefer. I don't understand why you're like,
1: "Hey, you know what? I'll do some uh,
0: heroin. Probably won't end badly."
1: Yeah, well, I, I then don't Then again,
0: the guy did try to shoot his dad with a shotgun. I, so. say,
1: I don't know how stable he was. <laughs> not exactly was. the
0: epitome of great <laughs> decisions coming out of this one.
1: Between the heroin and the LSD usage, he. Combined? I mean, why not?
0: I can give you a few reasons.
1: Well, he didn't <laughs> see any reasons. He was expelled from school because, well, he wasn't going. And when he was, he was high.
0: Wait, on heroin? How do you go to school high on heroin?
1: I mean, when you build tolerance. I mean, no. No, there's the no question,
0: tolerance on The
1: question is, how the level. hell do you go to high school on LSD? Like, I feel like he was going high,
0: and they were like, face. he also did heroin right, and I'm, LSD. I'm,
1: I'm just reading the facts, man. All right. All right. Let's see here. So... He I feel like expelled. you need your granny
0: shades on right now.
1: My granny shades? Like, All
0: right. Where were we? Oh, oh that, yes.
1: Oh, look at this incredible computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since he got uh, expelled from school, his parents, they, you know, acted accordingly.
0: Beat the shit out of him?
1: And uh, for his 18th birthday
0: bought him another speedboat
1: uh close they bought him a car and gave him a top position at the dealership (laughs) all right (laughs) because that's what you do when your kid gets kicked out of school because you give him a bunch of money and he buys drugs at the dealership he was not held accountable for his actions he did not work full days he only came in once in a while and after a while he started getting bored and he was so annoyed that his salary at the dealership was so low
0: i uh, would be too he should be making commission
1: no he was making salary That's he was a salary you position. can't
0: No, it was he in sales
1: no he was like co-owner with his father and grandfather like they Gave him a coveted position at the dealership
0: already. Yeah. Okay. You did say that.
1: You're like totally. How many glasses of wine have you had?
0: Oh, I'm still on my first. I oh. did have a beverage earlier in the hot tub, but yeah, no, I'm. uh I just have a short attention
1: span. Yeah. Apparently, I'm boring. How will our listeners ever watch watch us? Where's the camera? Which way should I look? There's no camera. Damn it! It's probably for the best because I'm, I'm not camera. <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm not wearing a bra. <laughs> All right. His manager's salary was not enough to fit his uh, drug needs. But you also have to remember that his parents are also giving him a weekly stipend of money on top of his salary. Well, heroin's expensive. And anything that he wants, anything he asks for it, they give it to him because they're like, sure, if it'll make you behave, which it didn't, they still gave it to him. But he was pissed off that he didn't make enough money. At the dealership for not coming to work. So when he went to deposit the nightly deposit, he came up with a scheme. Him and his buddy.
0: That's the sound of wine being
1: poured. You should do that to my glass too. I will. You're the best. Uh, so him, one of his buddies. Ooh. Can you hear those? Oh, yeah. Can you hear those legs?
0: The tannins.
1: The tannins. The tannins, Duke. The tannins. Oh.
0: What was that?
1: What? You don't remember that?
0: What is that from?
1: It's a commercial from the 90s. No. What was the thing where it's like fruit by the foot or something that made you see the colors? LSD? No, it was a candy or something and the kid was like, he would eat it and then the whole room would go multicolored and he'd be like, Skittles, the colors, Duke, the colors, and then it would be the dog and he'd be like, I'm colorblind, stupid. Oh
0: my god, I do remember this. Yeah, right. I don't know what it was though. I don't either. Was it it was it Skittles?
1: No. It was something. I think it was Fruit by the foot. I don't know. But I can see the whole commercial, but I can't see what was it was. Was it
0: that one candy? At Gushers?
1: No. Gushers throws me out.
0: It has nothing to do with whether or not it was the commercial.
1: That's true. That's
0: true. But I don't remember. But I don't think But I do like I remember an explosion of color with yeah. Gushers.
1: Well I don't know. I'm going to have to Google this.
0: So were the creators of that commercial also
1: on LSD? <laughs> Probably. They had a talking dog in their commercial <laughs> calling true. them out for being psychedelic. So
0: Colorblind. It's not even true. Dogs are not colorblind.
1: Yes, that, that's true. All right. Before I get too derailed. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yes. He was making the nightly deposit.
0: Stealing their money.
1: And his buddy, quote unquote, robbed him. They split the money half and half, and they got away with it until the next day. How did he get caught? Uh, Well, when the police came in to question him, he was volatile and angry and violent with the police and refused to go down and look at mugshots and help with this at all.
0: Seems like a not very well thought out plan. You have to go along with it, but you have to describe the perpetrator as being somebody that is like completely unfindable. (laughs) He
1: had like three eyeballs and he oh, that had, might be a bit much uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's a
0: redhead with a mohawk
1: They'll find somebody missing front like, teeth I'm sorry <laughs>
0: nope that's not him nope <laughs> that was in a TV show or a it movie was. I remember that
1: I don't remember what it was but I remember it being oh Simpsons
0: it. I think it was a Simpsons episode
1: I think you're right um, but yes so he refused to help the police and the police left for the day his dad was like you fucking did this <laughs> he was like, the fuck I did? And he was like, no, pretty sure you fucking did this.
0: And you really suck at pretending like you didn't.
1: And he was like, motherfucker, if you keep up with this shit, I will fucking kill you.
0: Wait, who said that? The dad or the kid? The kid. If you keep up like, accusing me of stealing he, the shit he, I like, stole?
1: Basically, like, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, listen. Linda. Linda. Listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> uh, He was like, hey. Check this. You keep pushing it, I'll just kill you. All right. Back to therapy. (laughs) No, they didn't believe in therapy at this point. Bribery works so much better.
0: Well, they should probably start questioning the bribery thing, because he's still doing some crazy shit.
1: So that was the Friday before our murder. So that Friday, it was like, you keep saying that I took this money, I'm going to kill you. And... November 13th, 1974. 3 a.m. Butch is 23 years old.
0: Nobody likes me when I'm 23.
1: 23. Oh, that that was good. That was really quick. (laughs) So, at this point, 2 a.m., he wakes up. Butch. Butch. He wakes up, and at this point, he uh, goes into his closet where he keeps his guns, and he has a... .35 caliber Marlin rifle and he takes it out, walks down the hallway, shoots both of his parents point blank in the bed two times each while they're sleeping in bed. He then walks out of their room into his sister's room and at that point, now 13-year-old Allison is in her bed sleeping. That's your name. It is, but it's spelled wrong. Oh, yeah. Two L's? He, uh, at this point, shoots his sister Allison in her bed in the chest. Then he walks down the hall to his brothers.
0: How is nobody in the house reacting to these gunshots?
1: This is also coming up later.
0: Oh, man. Get to it.
1: So he walks down the hall and his brothers, uh, Mark, who's 12, and John Matthew, who is nine, share a bedroom. He walks in, shoots them both point blank still sleeping in their beds, both in the chest.
0: So he has a silencer.
1: Nope. What's going on? This is coming up later.
0: God, I hope it's ghosts.
1: <laughs> so at this point, he goes up to the attic where his 18-year-old sister, Dawn, is sleeping in her bed and shoots her in her bed.
0: She sleeps in the attic?
1: She's got a full bedroom in the attic.
0: It's like, okay. Yeah,
1: it's a pretty badass house, if you look at it. it I've was, seen it in the
0: movies. Is that real?
1: It No. I uh, mean, the actual house. there is some footage of the actual house, but uh, it's a badass house and it just sold like two years ago. It was for sale for $850,000. Who
0: bought it? They don't say. They do say. It's they on don't. Reddit. Uh, not Reddit. I'm sorry. It's on uh, Redfin.
1: <laughs> it, no, we'll it, find it. I was on Redfin. It just said it sold. It really? It doesn't say the owner's name. I thought they
0: always say the owner's name.
1: Well, you know what? There's a lot more related to this. Um, so...
0: In the attic...
1: At this point, he has now killed all five of his family members.
0: Wait, I missed the part where he killed his 18-year-old sister.
1: That's what just happened. He shot her? In bed, while she slept. Not in the head? No. In the chest.
0: So, are these, like, all heart shots? Like, are they all dying or, like, bleeding out slowly in in misery?
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure they all died pretty instantly.
0: All right.
1: So, um... Humane. all, All of this was done... In 15 minutes. But nobody's waking up from these, like, Uh, gunshots. I know. It's crazy, right?
0: So you're going to get to that, right?
1: Yes, I am. At this point, he collected his bloody clothes, his gun, his cartridges from the shells that he put in there. He put the cartridges from the gun and his clothes into a pillowcase, and then he got ready for work and drove to Long Island where the dealership was. Casings. Casings? It said cartridges.
0: All right, carry on. I could be wrong. I don't
1: know. Pretty sure it's casings. Point three five Marlin have casings or cartridges?
0: Well, uh, yeah, carry on.
1: I don't know. <laughs> so he threw his gun into the river at the end of his street because, remember, they live in a house with its own boathouse. So.
0: And a speedboat in it. And a speedboat. Oops. How old is he now? Is that, uh, 23. 23. That's 23. right. Nobody likes me. That yeah. Full yeah. circle. There huh?
1: yeah. we go. He uh, put the pillowcase with his clothes and everything in it into a storm drain in long island and showed up to work by 6 a.m with bells and whistles on this was very strange so he showed up and all day he kept telling everybody he's like i don't know why my dad didn't come into work today what
0: that's weird like when
1: the kids lie to us and they're like i don't know how that bottle shattered everywhere (laughs) what
0: and then ended up in the garbage can
1: (laughs) You're saying it broke.
0: Oh, that's weird.
1: <laughs> so he, you know, got bored at work because it's work. It's work, and he left around noon. And at this point, he went to a buddy's house, hung out with him. Then did some he, heroin. He did. Yeah. he did some heroin. He went to the mall, and then he Wait, had, on heroin. This is so
0: bizarre to me. Like that—that's not normal.
1: So you can. As long as you're not, like, going for broke, you're functioning. I mean,
0: any heroin I, I assumed was going for broke. <laughs> I
1: mean, yes. Don't do heroin, people. It's bad. It ruins lives. But, I mean.
0: It ends lives. Like, it just, ends, yeah, yeah. Like, literally. I, I just, from, maybe I'm just ignorant in this. I just assumed, like, you do heroin, you're just knocked out, and then, like, you die later. Like, eventually. <laughs> I mean, but like. Not, like, tomorrow. But doesn't
1: have a great survival rate. At all. Just don't do it,
0: please. Yeah, smoke some weed like a normal. Oh, my lord.
1: You can't say that until January.
0: In Illinois.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Depending on what state you live in. Or country. Whatever. (laughs) I hope my parents listen and there are some fans. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. He goes out to the bar, has a couple drinks, and while he's at the bar, he keeps calling home, being like, They're not answering. This is... Oh, actually, I'm sorry. This is like Brooklyn. He's like, I can't even do a Brooklyn accent. I was going to try for a second, but yeah, I can't do it. I can't
0: do any accent, so (laughs) I'm not going to try either.
1: But yeah, he's like, they're not answering. They're not answering. What the fuck? I'm from Brooklyn. What the fuck? Why aren't they answering the phone? And he goes, I'm going to go home and I'm going to check it out. I watched some interviews. It's kind of like this. Not really. He goes home. He leaves the bar. At about six o'clock, makes a couple-minute drive home.
0: If I if I can find a sound clip, I'll put it in there for you.
1: Yeah, we can compare my voice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by six thirty, I believe, if I remember correctly, he runs back into the bar and he says, "You gotta help me! I think my mother and father are shot." <laughs>
0: that was good. That Thanks. was good.
1: Thanks. So at this point, it's a small town. Literally Friendlyville, he lives in. USA. Friendlyville, USA. This is where he's at. So everybody's like, oh my god, your family's shot. Let's go! And they all run out, and they go... To the, the DeFeo house. And at this point in time... The, if you're
0: from Brooklyn, please don't be offended by don't this Don't be accent. offended.
1: I'm really bad at accents. Except for some country. Oh, no. That one is even horrible. What was
0: that? She's normally like really good at that? that was, she's like combining her I was country. I say, it's like something.
1: a Brooklyn country accent.
0: She if, can sound just like Kelly Pickler. It's awesome.
1: If you live in southern Brooklyn, that's what you sound
0: you sounded like that one TV show with the piano and, like, the ladies, like, singing. Oh, what oh, is that show?
1: Oh, uh, oh, like, all oh, The Family. Or yeah, something. that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently, she's a Kelly Pickler from Brooklyn. What is that song they sing?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's All the Family. <laughs> no, that
0: was definitely not it.
1: It's not. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord, what is it? I oh, just know. carry on. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. So
0: anyways. It's a good old... End. Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's see here. here he comes in. He's, he tells everybody his parents are dead. They all go to 112 Ocean Avenue because they're friendly and they want to help him. And that's his buddy. Which later on, when I listened to all the interviews, everybody who it was... "Quote unquote," his buddy was like, "I was terrified of him."
0: I would be too.
1: Yeah, he, he seems a little unstable.
0: But he brings heroin to the party, so I guess he's kind of cool to hang out with. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so, let's see here. Uh, the Suffolk County police searched the house, and they said that yes. All family members were dead and in their beds. Uh, They took Butch into custody, but not because they thought he was a suspect, but because... He was the only surviving member of the family. So
0: somebody might come to kill him.
1: So, but right. Yeah, I get it. And at this point, he tells the police that his father has ties to the mob and the car dealership. That was
0: where the mob came in. Huh? Actually. He should have done two in the chest, one in the head. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. He wasn't thinking.
0: Drop the ball. We all know that ain't the mob.
1: Nope. So he says his his dad's car dealership, is actually a front for money laundering and getting rid of bodies and all this for the mob. What? And that they need to look for... Heroin? Heroin? No. Louis Finale. Sounds Italian. Yeah, he was very... Or or should
0: I say Italian?
1: He was Italian as fuck. (laughs) So... (laughs) But he was like, Louis Finale. He's a hitman. Wait. Louis? 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 Louis?
0: So it's a guy, Louis. It's, it's a dude. Dude. It's a dude. Louis Finale. Finale. All right, I get it. He huh? called him
1: Finale in all the things, in all the interviews. i right. Finale. Says, finale.
0: Finale.
1: Now I'm Italian. I'm not even Brooklyn. I don't know the difference between Brooklyn and Italian.
0: Italian.
1: <laughs> Arrivederci. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, the following day, however, after they like kept asking him questions about all this, he was like, you know what? Actually, I did it.
0: What? He admitted it? Yep. I did not expect that.
1: Yeah. He, uh, well, Finale finale had an alibi and he was out of the state. So they were like, no, bro, your story doesn't add up. And so Butch was like, all
0: right. I did it. So. (laughs) Clearly this isn't going
1: to work. Yeah. It was like, all right and this is a quote from him and he says once i started i just couldn't stop it went so fast at this point he says that he took a bath he redressed and he told the police where he threw the gun and the clothes and all the cartridges bipolar motherfucker Uh, he's all over the place his trial takes about a year year and a month october 14th 1975 how did it take that long well there was a lot of discrepancies confessed he confessed
0: and then unconfessed
1: well at this point he decides to tell everybody that the house is possessed and that demons and satan himself are was telling him to kill his family.
0: This is so very disappointing. Like, so very disappointing. This is clearly not haunting. That's, like, that's my issue with these ghost hunter fuckers, is like, everything's a ghost and all that jazz. This is, like, obviously not haunting, and yet it's one of the most like prominent haunting cases mm. out there.
1: Mm-mm-mm-mm. You'll find out why it's the most prominent haunting cases in a little bit. I know. So basically, he was nuts.
0: Yeah, clearly.
1: Every interview, he would either say his father was his best friend and would support him no matter what he did, or he would say his dad was a fucking asshole and he fucking hated him. Bipolar. All of the testimonies that he gave on how he killed his family changed about 30 times.
0: Yeah. Bipolar. He
1: says that his mother was mad at his father, so she killed him, and then he didn't want her to get in trouble so he killed her and then he just started killing the siblings. And then he said that his sister Dawn was mad at her parents for fighting and being abusive and assholes. So she killed the parents and then started killing the siblings and then he was fighting her for the gun and killed her on accident.
0: But they were all asleep in bed.
1: This is so crazy.
0: Quite crazy. But quite Dawn obviously not goes.
1: So one of the problems was Dawn had unfired shotgun residue on her, which led investigators to believe that she had something to do with this.
0: Unfired?
1: Yes. What does like that even mean? Like she was loading the shotgun and got shotgun dust all over her.
0: Weird. Yeah. Or he, he loaded the shotgun over her. I
1: mean, you know, whatever. But what they really think happened was that night at dinner, he drugged the fuck out of everybody. They went to bed and they were so drugged up. That nobody woke up.
0: That makes sense. Right. Or ghosts. Whatever.
1: Or ghosts. Or catch them and kill them. Catch them and kill
0: them. You're really kind of kind of killing the, the, the ghost vibe for our show here. Spirits. Lover. Spirits. I
1: mean, I am drinking a good amount of wine. It's
0: not just... A, and that's not even a spirit. I know. So not only is the wine not a spirit, this most freaking haunted story of all hauntings is not haunted.
1: Oh, well... So...
0: Very disappointing. He was. You better get to some ghost shit soon. <laughs> Start making shit up.
1: Jurors agreed that he was guilty as fuck. Oh, weird. And on November 21st, 1975, they found DeFeo guilty on six counts of second degree murder, and he was sentenced to six consecutive life sentences. He's still living at the Green Haven Correctional Facility to this day. Every attempt at parole has been turned down. Weird. Yeah. And the jury actually took a couple days to figure out what they were going to rule him because if they ruled him insane, he was going to be put into a mental institute for two years and then re-released to Friendlyville. And they didn't want that. He's so they totally were like, sane.
0: Totally they sane. They're like,
1: he is sane. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Insane is sane as fuck. <laughs> at this point... Shh, shh.
0: That's wine.
1: Me gusta. You have wine. That means I like.
0: But I thought that meant you meant like you like you a lot. Like, yeah, some wine.
1: No, I still have wine. I'm talking too much. I can't drink enough. Like I said, the controversy with all this. Nobody woke up. You called that out. They think that it was drugging.
0: Did they find drugs in their system?
1: You know what? I don't think that they were tested for drugs. They were like, yeah, it's a shotgun. This is seventies. Well, let's just bury him. That's weird. It was the 1970s. I mean,
0: I feel like they did that back in the 70s, but
1: well, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. Really, it wasn't really brought up. I mean, I read and watched a lot. It was a ghost. Even the neighbors though said that they did not hear a shotgun at all
0: because a spiritual force field <laughs> yes. surrounded him.
1: The only because thing, Satan was involved. The only thing that the neighbors heard was their dog barking. Shaggy, Shaggy the dog. He was barking. It was like.
0: Because them dogs can burst right through spiritual force fields <laughs> Heard the blast.
1: Yes. Uh, at one point, he claimed, Butch claimed, that uh, the whole trial should be thrown out as a mistrial. This is after he's already in prison. Because he wasn't even present when the murders happened because he was with his wife. He wasn't married when he killed everybody. I didn't think so. Nope. But he did get married a couple of years after he killed everybody in prison. I guess I, you know what—it didn't really make sense to me. But uh, Geraldine Gates and him got married, and uh, when they put her, there are a lot of on- those crazy
0: bitches out there <laughs> that are like, "I want to marry you because you killed a bunch of people. I want to marry you and lock you down." He <laughs> was already locked up. <laughs>
1: and lock you down. <laughs> oh my gosh! But the judge basically was like, uh, "You're full of shit." That was definitely proven. To be full, you can, after this all happened, the Lutz moved in. They bought right. the house for $80,000. That's a
0: big-ass house, too. Yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously that would cost more now, but that's a big-ass house.
1: Oh, yeah. it's uh, it, it just sold, like I said, two years ago for $850,000.
0: And it's haunted.
1: And it's fucking haunted as shit. Not really. It's bullshit. Depends now. on who you ask.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem very haunted. It seems like some crazy-ass has moved in.
1: Well, they moved in, they had a priest bless the house.
0: You know they tell this story as like loving family never had any issues whatsoever and then he went
1: crazy and killed everybody. Well, they used the defeo name, but the Lutzes, the family who moved at, after it are the ones who had the spirit problem.
0: Are they in the story? Oh that was okay, so now we're getting so to now the
1: now so they he's move haunting in. them. That now, makes so much more sense. The us move into oh, this house. Oh, right in the world again. I know, right? Thank God. So they move in, and they're like, we can deal with the fact that a family of six was murdered. We're just going to have a priest bless the fucking house.
0: Dude, I would totally move into that house. Are you right? kidding me? Me
1: too. Cheers. Ding. Ding. We can't
0: reach <laughs> we each can't. other. She's too There's far away.
1: There's so many wires. It's ridiculous. So they move in, and they have a priest come in. And when the priest got there, he, uh, well, they all heard a voice go, Get out!
0: I remember that from the Simpsons episode.
1: Ooh. The (laughs) Simpsons teach us so much.
0: I learned everything I know about history from the Simpsons.
1: That's fantastic. (laughs) Then he got flu-like symptoms and his palms started bleeding. He finished the blessing and he left the house. At this point, his car, the welds gave out on the front of his hood. It slammed open on his drive home, shattered his front window, pulled over, called a friend, his passenger door flew open on its own and then when his buddy got there the windshield wipers started going crazy and the family was like okay i don't think it's related sounds haunted as fuck right in 28 days they lived in the house in that 28 days they could never warm the house up uh they had the fireplace going day in and day out the doors would rip themselves off hinges. Windows would fly open, slam shut, shatter the window pane glass that was in them. There is some invisible force that was grabbing Mrs. Lutz and it was putting red welt all over her body like somebody pushed a scorching hat poker into her skin.
0: This sounds like the movie.
1: Yes. They had oozing substances coming from the walls. Their toilets filled with black... Stuff that they couldn't bleach away or anything. It was just filled with black goo. They
0: just threw that in there because they didn't clean their toilets very often. They're like, yeah, that was the ghost. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, yeah. They're
1: like, I tried bleaching it, I swear. (laughs) Yeah, that
0: was was totally a ghost.
1: (laughs) Mr. Lutz woke up every morning at 3.15 at the same time that the murders had been completed. Weird. Every day. He was not able to sleep past 3.15. They woke up. They had a floating evil pig. That had glowing eyes that Wait, what? torment them. Yeah. <laughs> There's no pigs in That Brooklyn. sounds
0: awesome. <laughs> like, if I'm ever haunted, like for real, for real haunted, I want there to be a floating, glowing pig.
1: Yeah. It was, you know. It, it's if you own. are listening,
0: demons, you come at me with your best flying haunted pig I've ever seen. <laughs> I want to document this shit.
1: So at this point, 28 days of this shit, they said, fuck it. And they left. And they, they left everything in the house. Didn't bring their clothes, dishes, nothing at all. No
0: flying pig could get me to leave a freaking awesome house like that.
1: No flying pig could make me leave my coffee mug behind. Hell no. <laughs> they moved out, wrote a book.
0: Oh, there's Modu.
1: There is the Emneville horror book that all the movies were based on but they tied the murders into it so therefore you have a beautiful merging of the ghosts that happened from the killing and the killing to create a perfect movie and let me tell you they made like eight seven or eight movies about it
0: at least
1: yes just to be clear the their house was on the market for several years. However,
0: uh, wait. So when did this house sell recently? Uh,
1: two thousand seventeen.
0: Oh, has anything weird happened?
1: Uh, nothing is reported. However, I will say something interesting. To get the house to sell, they changed the address.
0: So Russell wouldn't be able to find their way to the
1: house? No, <laughs> so people would buy it because nobody wanted to live in the house with all of this murder But background. they have to
0: tell you that.
1: It's a new address. I don't know if they have to.
0: That's a crazy loop. There's no way they didn't know that that house was the house when they bought it. There's no way.
1: I mean, I would know.
0: That's like the most famous house in the entire town, I'm when sure. I, when I
1: was reading about it, it said it was for sale. And I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to buy it. And we're going to make an Airbnb and make bank off of it. But it sold in 2017 for $850,000, and the new address is 108 Ocean Avenue.
0: And what was it before?
1: 112.
0: Yeah, the ghost can't find it now.
1: That seems pretty legit. After that, they made a shit ton of movies off of it, a bunch of books, and... Everybody in the fucking town hates anybody who's trying to investigate ghosts because they say the house isn't haunted and you're ruining Friendlyville.
0: Why aren't they just living off of the fact that people are coming to their town to ghost hunt this house and putting, like, all, like... Look at frickin' New Mexico with their Roswell area. They they just make all kinds of money off people coming to look at aliens and turn the town into a weirdo town. And, like, I I love it, by the way, but that's genius. Like, if people were coming to my town, I'd be like, ghost cookies for sale down the street. And, uh... Here's some haunted spiritual water you can throw at the house. I think they call that holy water. No, they're like,
1: (laughs) all you self-proclaimed psychics and weirdos and ghost hunters, there's nothing weird happening and get the hell out of our town.
0: You can make so much money off that. They're idiots.
1: Seriously. Yeah. So Um, that's the whole story? That's, well, yeah.
0: I'm taking this to the uh, oddities and mysteries, more so the oddity, but it is it is kind of a big mystery. And there's a lot of people that have heard of this and quite a few that still have not. And I want to preface this by saying when I bring these types of things to the show, it's not necessarily something that I personally like hold true and live my life by. But I'm one of those people that I don't really discount anything just automatically because it sounds weird or it's off. Are you
1: doing Flat Earth? No,
0: no. I was actually about to reference Flat Earth, though. (laughs) My buddy and I, when we heard about the Flat Earth, we're like, okay, no way is the Earth flat. But we didn't just discount it and we're like, those guys are idiots. No. Quite a few of them are very smart. They
1: stayed up till 3 a.m. watching videos on Flat Earth and debating. And then... Well, not,
0: not so much debating. Well, what we did, it actually took us three days to follow the rules of the Flat Earthers and be able to prove without using outside science and uh, all the jazz. Anyway, we, we had to prove to ourselves without cheating, uh, you know, by following the flat earthers' rules that the earth really was indeed flat. And we were able to do it in about three days. Uh, and it sounds crazy. You might think like, Oh, I could do that in an hour. Most of the things people use to prove the earth is round to themselves without doing an exercise of some sort or doing some sort of uh, experiment is actually false. Um, for example, oh, toilets flushing on opposite side of the... That's not because of the Coriolis effect. Toilets flush in the opposite direction because of the design of the toilet itself. But I don't want to get sidetracked too much on that. This particular thing is, uh, by the way, not a flat earther at all. I just wanted to follow their line of logic and prove to ourselves that the earth was indeed round, which we did, and we're it's Welcome. still very...
1: Welcome to a day in life of being married to Brandon.
0: Yeah. This thing that I don't want to say the name yet that I'm about to talk about. Oh,
1: please just tell me. It's really
0: interesting. You've been
1: teasing me for 48 hours.
0: It is. Well, you already know about it. You're going to be like, oh, you're going with that. But uh, so the concept here involves a lot of physics. And uh, anyway, the idea is at some point. In our history's timeline, our conscious minds actually skipped into another nearly identical world, a, a multiverse, if you will.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Can <laughs> I say we, it? Can I say it?
0: Go ahead. You can say is it.
1: Is it the Bernstein Bears effect? The
0: Bernstein Bears effect. And uh, <laughs> yes, it's uh, officially called the Mandela effect. Uh, one of the nicknames Mandala. is Mandela. Bernstein Be- Mandela? I
1: thought it was Nelson Mandala. Mandela?
0: It is named after Nelson Mandela. I
1: thought it was actually based off of the mandala because in like Indian cultures, it's a tiny thing and everything breaks off of it.
0: Uh, I'm about to give you the actual history on it right now. So the idea is uh, our timeline, our memories of the timeline we're currently on are slightly different than the actual history of this timeline. And the theory goes that our conscious mind somehow went to another multiverse one that was almost identical in every way but certain things just didn't line up and we often just kind of discount those things go on with our day where the mandela effect gets its name is there was a news story that i mean about half of society believes to be actually real where nelson mandela died in prison in the 1980s Maybe? People don't just have distinct memories of him dying in prison, but they legitimately remember, like, having conversations about this at the dinner table with their families. It's one of those things, like, do you know where you were when 9-11 happened, right? It, you're like, if somebody just told you it didn't happen on the, the year or the date that it happened, you'd be like, whoa, no, I, I, I distinctly remember. I was sitting at the table. I was talking. The news came on. I saw this. It was crazy. That's how... Legit, these people's memories are of Nelson Mandela dying in the 1980s. However, he did not officially die until 2013. And when his death was announced, people were blown away. That
1: is a huge gap.
0: Right. So he was. We're
1: talking about my entire youth. Right. (laughs)
0: And, And so I would like to start this by saying I don't actually have a memory of nelson mandela dying i was way too young i don't know what i knew it was in the 80s but i was born in 83 so i don't know exactly you know when he was supposedly dead i wasn't watching the news (laughs) that's the exact almost exact (laughs) aging myself i i this one doesn't really necessarily stand out to me but it is where the whole thing comes from because such a large portion of society you know in their 40s to 50s like distinctly remember him dying And, and you might be one of them and he didn't die. There was no news stories. People tried to like research this history and find out if there was a misprinted article. I mean people went so far as to go to libraries and like scour through newspaper articles to see if this was just somehow a mistake. But they couldn't find it. The official history is it did not happen. And what's interesting about it is that there's a large portion of society that has no memory of this whatsoever and they're like, no, I, I remember him dying in 2013. That wasn't bizarre at all. Uh, so uh, moving along this one, again, uh, depending on when you were born, you may have some memories about this. So there's a whole list of different histories that people have distinct memories of. And I, I tested Ellie the other day without her knowing that I was doing it because she didn't know what I was doing this episode on. But <laughs> (laughs) She will immediately remember this when I asked her what color chartreuse is.
1: Ooh, yes. Her
0: immediate response was a shade of red.
1: I was like, I think it's like a burgundy color. Right. But I should have known better. She
0: should have because she has an artistic background. Chartreuse is one of those things that people will adamantly state is a shade of red or... They will just immediately say, no, no, it's it's a shade of green. And the interesting thing about the Mandela effect is it does not affect everybody. It is almost as though our conscious minds in clumps transfer from one other closely resembled multiverse and, and others do not. And that some of these histories are not shared among all of us. And we're trying. Well, Nobody really knows how to figure this out. The people who believe that it's red have like a very strong opinion that it is red. That one, again, I I did think it was red when I first saw it. Then when I saw that it was green, I was kind of like, Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. It's green. I didn't like have a distinct memory of it. The official website, or at least the guy who claims he has the official Mandela effect website. I will post that on our Facebook. He has a extremely artistic based family. Everybody art is their blood. And he got in an argument with his mom about the color of chartreuse, and he was almost embarrassed in that he, like, knew for a fact it was red. She was telling him, no, it's green. He's like, no, I knew for a fact it's red. That one, again, it doesn't stand out to me personally. I don't have, like, huge ties to it. But the next one, almost every person listening will have an opinion about this. If you have ever seen the one of the most famous movie franchises out there star wars and not just the most famous (laughs) movie franchise but hands down one of the most famous quotes i'm sure you're already thinking of the most famous quote it is when darth vader explains to luke that he is indeed his father this quote is all over the place People, I mean, you're hearing it right now in the voice of Darth Vader, in your minds. And I'm sure the words that came out of your mouth are, Luke, I am
1: your father.
0: This is...
1: That was really nice.
0: Hand, thank you. I, I try. We'll, we'll add some digital distortion when we play. <laughs> but what he says is, no, I am your father. The mind-boggling thing about this is that, I mean, it's printed on T-shirts. It's all over the place as Luke, I am your father, and yet he never actually says that. You're not going to believe me. You're going to Google it. You're going to see it, and it's not what he says. Uh, Another one that I was going to mention was the Bernstein Bears, but it's the spelling of the Bernstein Bears, which became really controversial when uh, the franchise re released a new TV show cartoon of the Bernstein Bears family. Bar- most people believe, and I'm going to post some pictures on our Instagram of somebody actually went so far as to create the logos. It is the end of the spelling. If you want to just kind of close your eyes and imagine it like on the cover of the books, most people remember it as being spelled. B E R N S T E I N
1: Bernstein Bears, the
0: Bernstein Bears, but it is actually B E R N S T A I N, and it's not just the spelling itself, but the logo when you look at it looks wrong so much so that people just assumed when the new cartoon came out that they had like changed the spelling somebody new bought it they had to change something to
1: some kind of a legality, you know, legality issue. issue
0: but they would go back and they'd find the books and be like no it's always been spelled that way but somewhere in your gut if you're one of the people that remembers it being spelled differently is just it doesn't look right it's not just that it the, the spelling i'm not like necessarily the best speller out there but it just doesn't look right on the book the whole logo looks off and (laughs) another one that i'm gonna play for you this one isn't as big of a deal to me it's kind of like they just start adding up but the mr rogers theme song i want you to think of it i want you to remember it from your childhood i don't want to just say it because that'll that'll throw it off so i want to give you a moment here
1: it's a song right yeah, it's the It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Would you be my Would you be my? Well, chippy, my neighbor.
0: Except what she just sang is actually inaccurate. That is not the words.
1: It has to be. I It
0: is only slightly off.
1: I was a PBS kid.
0: But he actually says, "It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in" this neighborhood, and he emphasizes that this in such a way that it just doesn't sound right. And it sounds off from all of our memories of how we sing that song over and over and over.
1: Next thing you do, if you ruin Bob Ross for me, I will (laughs) cut you.
0: He doesn't come up, but I'm sure there's something. (laughs) So... I'm going to just kind of rattle off a few. What if you have?
1: Happy little fucking bushes?
0: <laughs> Happy little fucking uh, bushes. Curious George. I don't know if you have a distinct memory of what Curious George looks like or not, but when you close your eyes and when you picture Curious George. Picturing. Does he or does he not have a tail? He does. He does not.
1: Shut the front door. Quite
0: bizarre. He does. So he doesn't.
1: Because he gets into mischief and his tail knocks shit over. He
0: has, in fact, never had a tail. And what's a long crazy. tail. He, so when people remember the tail, we did not re-rehearse this, by the way, or rehearse this, I should say, at all. Um, no,
1: this is, we, we kept them a secret from, <laughs> from each, each other. other yeah. And I'm sorry, but being married to somebody who you tell everything, every stupid detail down to, like, I cut my toenails today, like,
0: Actually, she doesn't tell me when she cuts her toenails.
1: No, right he day. calls me out. He's like, oh, are you cutting your toenails? But I really do. I tell him everything because we're just awesome. And so <laughs> to it, keep that from him, what I was doing was very hard.
0: The Curious George thing, and you guys hopefully are doing this and playing along as well. There's the people, and I'm going to I'm gonna put the link on our Facebook and I'm going to put the pictures As well, crediting the original guy, the artist or whatever you want to call him, on the Instagram. It's crazy because they went so far as to actually recreate the uh, logos or the, you know, Curious George, the images, all that. They went so far as to actually create it the way we remember it, and it looks more natural. It's, It's bizarre. He legitimately looks like he should have a tail, but it's a little unfair because, of course, monkeys look like they should have tails. But, I mean, it does not look right. like Down to the detail of the length of the tail.
1: Who the hell makes a monkey without a tail?
0: It's so bizarre. But the fact... All right, so I'm going to keep going here. Another one that you may be able to answer here, since you were a huge uh, Pokemon fan. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to picture Pikachu, one of the more famous of all Pokemon. And and I want to point out by saying this one may not work because we just watched the movie. And we just, the, the little app came out, so she may not pull this from her childhood memory, but she may pull this from her more recent memory I of can't the show. I can
1: keep my eyes closed much longer.
0: But his tail, I want you to picture his tail. Is it all yellow, or does it have a black tip with a zigzag pattern forming the black tip?
1: It's a zigzag pattern on it.
0: Believe it or not, uh, he does not have any black on his tail whatsoever. It yes, is 100% he does.
1: yellow. He doesn't. He does.
0: It's crazy, but he doesn't.
1: It's like his tail is a lightning bolt and it has a black zigzag across the top of it. Right.
0: And the people who remember the black tip describe it the same way every time. It's not just that they remember him I could, having a black tip. I
1: could draw this shit.
0: Right. And I know exactly. So, uh, again, this person, same, same website. They actually have Pikachu with the tail that everybody remembers and his actual tail. I, this is, you know, just a little, uh, another one I'm going to ask you, Kit Kat, the, the Kit Kat bar. Is there Kit- a dash Kit- between Kit and, Kit and Kit- Kat or is it just Kit Kat? Uh,
1: there's a dash.
0: There is no dash. There's a fucking dash. Is, I, I can't believe she's actually, so most people,
1: <laughs> no, they either no, no, have no, no, one distinct
0: no. memory or the other. She's <laughs> hit all of them. No, so, There is no dash.
1: I can't wait to go buy our Halloween candy because it's going to have a fucking dash.
0: I assure you, there is no dash. But again... This artist,
1: 3D I dash. will show
0: you both, legitimately creates it with the dash and without. It's a the one with the dash looks right.
1: Parallelogram <laughs> with a little bit of a shadow underneath it to make it look 3D. All right. It's in my brain. doesn't
0: exist. It does. As it, and and in hopefully you guys are playing along here and, and imagining these things yourself. Check out our Instagram. That's the. Maybe
1: I'm not alone on all these and just.
0: No, you're not alone because the whole reason they're on this page is it's about half, half of society is like distinctly, distinctly remembers it one way. The other half distinctly remembers it the other. So I wanted to share a couple of personal experiences that we have had and. Again, this won't be as exciting for the listener because you guys can't verify one way or the other. It's so exciting. But uh, my beautiful wife here (laughs) had lost some weight and she was actually down to one pair of jeans. She wears like yoga pants and dresses and all that. But she had one pair of jeans. I
1: actually, I I love dresses because (laughs) you don't have to match anything. If if you like walk into your closet and you're like, what do I wear together? you can just put on one dress. She legitimately
0: just comes out at like, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning wearing a dress. I'm like, Oh, where are we going today? She's like, I'm making breakfast. I just didn't want to put on pants. I
1: couldn't I, I didn't feel like putting on pants, so I'm wearing an evening gown. But anyway,
0: <laughs> so this is relevant to the story. She she legitimately only had one pair of pants at the time. Her other jeans completely didn't fit. She didn't thunder wear them.
1: Thunder and Lightning. That's what I named my thighs. <laughs> Cut uh, some
0: holes in the thighs.
1: I, I lose jeans regular to thunder and lightning. So strike.
0: Why this is important is she's sitting on the couch. We're watching TV. And she goes to, like, pull the pants off, which is a common habit for us at the end of the night.
1: Who wears pants?
0: Who? who yeah, right. Really. And what's really bizarre is all of a sudden she's like, whoa. Whoa. Hold on a second here. These these my, jeans do not have two buttons on them.
1: My pants have two buttons. And
0: like, her, her pants have two panic. buttons.
1: I was like, this is not normal.
0: Now, what I want to make really clear here is... Aside from the fact that I personally have taken her pants off her
1: many times, we're married, folks. And I mean, it's okay to take pants off people that they could said uh, they're not married. But <laughs> so we're married. So
0: I know happens. for a fact these pants only have one button. I know for a fact they only have one button. She's like, no, nah, like all of a sudden they have two buttons. No way, it's impossible. Those pants only have one button. I, not only have I taken them off for many times. If I do the laundry, I always button them up and zip them up before I throw them in the washer. Like, there's no way I would have.
1: Isn't he a great husband? That did you hear that? These ladies?
0: pants have know. two buttons. Yet right now they have two buttons. Now I know you might be thinking, "Well, maybe you just you know mixed in a pair of jeans that you didn't you know normally wear and that those had two buttons," except. These were very distinct jeans. As we mentioned, she was down to one pair. So she wore them every day to her job, washing them several times in the week. There were some things on these jeans that stood out. There was a little, you know, like the stitching on the side had like bursted and there was a part that like <laughs> folded out. Also, one of the belt loops as the first thing I was like, stand up, turn around. Her back right belt loop was was ripped off. For when she was pulling her pants up, it ripped the belt loop off.
1: I'm a thick girl.
0: I always walk up behind her and grab her belt loops and I'll pull her back toward me. And these things were all on these jeans. There's no way we just confused them with another pair of jeans. Yet somehow, out of the blue, just like in a moment, they went from having one button to two buttons. Now, I'm not saying this is like definitive proof that the Mandela effect is in fact real. If it's real, it's possible that somehow we jumped timelines. One where (laughs) these pants now had two buttons versus a timeline where they only had one. Not saying that is the case just for the sake of this uh, (laughs) thought experiment, if you will. I
1: changed the destiny of the entire world with my pants.
0: So another personal experience that I had, and this one you guys can share a little bit with if you live in the Midwest, Illinois area. Whoop
1: whoop corn.
0: I am one of those... Kids that, like, I was always outside, always in the forest out by our house. I was very interested in bugs and anything poisonous or, you know, poisonous snakes, poisonous spiders, all that kind of stuff, right? I had actually checked books out of the library and read about like the most dangerous bugs in Illinois and the most dangerous spiders and the most dangerous snakes. And one of the most dangerous spiders to exist in Illinois is the brown recluse. It is not going to kill you, but you generally get like I, some people get this huge, like gaping wound that actually eats your flesh. And- I
1: had a, a bar patron when I attended bar. Who uh, was taking his boat out of the water and reached under to do his hitch. Got bit by a spider, thought nothing of it. The spider bite got worse. He ignored it and they amputated his hand because of it.
0: Right. So, like, it sucks, right? But it doesn't necessarily kill you. I mean, I would not want to lose my hand to a spider bite. Mm, The reason I bring all this up is because when we moved into our current house... I look out the window and I see distinctly a black widow spider I actually went so far as to go outside catch the spider in a glass jar Google it look pictures back back and forth I'm like
1: it's the only that's time. a black widow I'm okay with him really checking out another girl's butt
0: <laughs> <laughs> more of her stomach area but so yeah we, we like look into this it is definitely a black widow. Now, I'm blown away. I'm like, what's a black widow doing in Illinois? So I start doing some simple searching, and it turns out black widows live in Illinois. Now, I'm like, did they move here in the last 10 years? Did they? This is crazy. Like, if black widows lived in Illinois, I would know black widows live in Illinois. I knew for a fact black widows did not live in Illinois. And I asked lots of people, and they were like, no, Black Widows do not live in Illinois. But then, some people were not surprised at all. And they were like, yeah, Black Widows live in Illinois. always have. And I was just like, what? No, that's... The, the, they, they were not even slightly baffled. It was like common knowledge to them that Black Widows live in Illinois. I'm not necessarily saying this is a Mandela effect. For me personally, I had done the research. I knew without a doubt that they did not live in Illinois. Some of these people agreed with me like distinctly remembering there are no black widows in illinois but then some just common knowledge yep black widows live in illinois totally just almost as though we have two different memories of the spider history of illinois right but that is the end of these exciting little tidbits if you google this just start looking into the mandela effect there are hundreds and hundreds of examples some will stand out to you like us, like jumping in your face, like, no way, Pikachu's tail or, you know, the Star Wars thing is one of my personal favorites. Some, you'll be like, I don't really have a memory of that one way or the other. But I wanted to take this just a little bit further. Psychologists do have an answer to this, they have a theory, and they refer to this as the false memory syndrome. There's whole studies on this that, They proclaim once you remember something incorrectly, but you retell that story incorrectly, it it forms itself as its own memory and you start filling in the blanks. It's potentially a answer to what's causing this phenomenon. And I'm not saying they're wrong. Again, when I do like ghost hunting or anything like that, when we look into it, I'm looking for reasonable, like realistic answers to these problems. But my point is, I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm not saying like, oh, no, the Mandela effect is absolutely real or no, psychologists have found the answer because science, their job is to give an answer. Even if it doesn't necessarily fit completely to the unanswerable, it may be what's causing it. The only issue with it is the shared memories when you have thousands and thousands and thousands or even millions of people in the case of Star Wars, for example, that remember it a particular way. And it's not just like, no, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. You can hear the voice of Darth Vader in your own mind saying it. It begs the question, like, well, how I understand false memory, but how did that many people share the same false memory? I wanted to take this a little bit deeper into giving a little bit of plausibility to the Mandela effect, scientists. So
1: well, once you get wrapped up in it, yeah, only because oh, yeah, you do. go off memory yeah. and then you got to figure then out then where. It like, okay, so but actually, can you, you, wanna you, you want
0: to open that bottle? Oh, you you open the wine. I'm in my story now. Here All you go. Right.
1: Well, you gotta give me the bottle. Open over. away.
0: All right, we gotta get our, our next bottle of wine going here.
1: All right, I'm interrupting to tell you a PSA. We are now drinking a 19 19. Blah, 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 blah. It ain't that good. <laughs> a 2016 Three Ghost Vine Pinot Noir from California.
0: All of our wines if we drink wine are going to be like related to the show.
1: Most definitely.
0: Otherwise, we'll drink some some spirits, so that is also related to the show. I had to find
1: a good whiskey.
0: (laughs) Whiskey is fantastic. All right. Uh,
1: Terror-driven, inviting, seductive, three ghosts. That's all.
0: We good with the wine now? We good? Can can I continue in on my story? I guess. All right. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So... I found my place, and that was actually a pretty good time to jump in here. According to physics, and, I mean, these are minds far more brilliant than my own. But Yours is so brilliant. Based on math, you know, physics, they claim that a multiverse must exist. Now, an article that I'm referencing here is actually from Forbes magazine. I chose that because... Uh, Most people aren't going to dispute Forbes as being a legitimate source, but they ran this article quoting all of these brilliant minds stating that the multiverse must exist. It doesn't necessarily solve our physics issues that we have, but according to their math, a multiverse must exist. Now, follow this line of reasoning that I'm about to take you down because there's a few different things I'm going to kind of all clump together here, but... The next step in this is that scientists do not understand where our consciousness comes from. There are many, many theories that suggest our consciousness actually exists outside the mind. In fact, Dr. Peter Fenwick, a highly regarded neuropsychiatrist who had been studying the human brain, consciousness, and the phenomenon, ...of near-death experience for over 50 years suggests that consciousness persists after physical death. Not confirming, but definitely adding validity to the fact that our conscious minds don't exist within our brains. But rather, our brains act as an antenna for our conscious existence. Antennae. So, along that path... Recently, I want to say 2014, I didn't write down the date, but they discovered quantum vibrations in the microtubules inside brain neurons. They suggest that these quantum vibrations could support the theory that consciousness exists outside the mind. Of course, this is a widely controversial discovery as the implications are quite profound, but there are several studies that suggest our brain acts as an antenna for our conscious existence. I would also like to briefly touch on dreams because it's another thing that is studied very, very in depth. We have no idea what they are. I mean, there's lots of theories that, you know, have tried to form a reason for them, but they don't understand what dreams come from, like where that information comes from. There are arguments that suggest that we have like psychic visions in our dreams there's arguments that of course suggest that they're merely incomplete tasks that we need to finish and that our brain is just reminding us of these tasks but my question to you is have you ever had a dream that while you're in it you legitimately feel as though that world is just as real as the world that you're currently in assuming you're awake i feel like (laughs) if we didn't put you to sleep
1: makes you feel that way
0: so I'm talking – and you may be right, but I'm talking you're not just in that dream and in the moment you feel as though it's real and then you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah. Whatever, it didn't really make sense anyway. But I'm talking about when you're in that dream. You actually have memories of the people that exist in that dream. You know that person. You've had conversations with that person. You know their history. Yet, they don't exist in this world. That job that you go to in that dream doesn't exist in this world. Yet, you have memories of that job existing in that world. I'm one of those people. That That's how elaborate my dreams get. And I've often wondered if while I'm in that dream, this world is a distant memory and that our conscious minds reside in one world or the other. And while it's in that world, it doesn't carry with it the long-term memory of the other worlds that it resides in. Right? So as you wake up, all of the details, the like stuff that would make that world make sense, slip away from you. You remember just a couple of nuggets And as the day goes on, that dream completely fades away. Go with my thought experiment here. I'm not trying to prove, you know, a world of dreams and outside of the body experiences. I'm not necessarily suggesting any of these things that I'm stating. I'm only forming a logical argument that could actually back up something as crazy ...as the Medella Effect for actually existing. You, of course, also have the people who claim to have had near-death experiences... ...where they traveled outside of their body. They were looking down at their body after they were pronounced dead... ...or while they were completely knocked out on anesthesia. Some people even claim to have left their bodies and gone throughout the hospital... ...and overheard conversations that took place where they were not. (laughs) What I'm (laughs) suggesting here is for the sake of this thought experiment... Let's say that the scientists' theories, the the math, the, like, incredible physics that they've put together to suggest the multiverse exists are right. And let's say that Dr. Peter Fenwick and his research is accurate about quantum vibrations and the microtubules, and they really do prove that our, you know, conscious minds exist outside the body. Would it really be that far-fetched to suggest that our conscious minds minds are capable of jumping ships so to speak and either by accident or perhaps in a Freudian way on a subconscious level intentionally leaving one multiverse and jumping into another.
1: Do you really want to bring Freud into this?
0: For the sake of this conversation we'll mention his name yes not (laughs) suggesting that I believe in all of his work here but that is my story so that is all I have So that wraps up this episode I hope you guys enjoyed everything. A couple of things we wanted to note, because we are recording this uh, a few days later. For one, in this episode, it sounds several times throughout post-edit that we are laughing at the victims or people who passed away. We aren't. We are not. (laughs) I gotta tell you guys, we cut out quite a bit of like side banter and conversation first
1: recording! I'm sure
0: we're going to do this literally every time we record. You'll notice it once we point it out, but we're not laughing at the victims. If it ever sounds like we are, I promise you it is because I've deleted something that you guys did not hear. And if you become Patreon members, we are working on uh, some...
1: Bonus clips,
0: bonus bloopers, and whatnot
1: are absolute nonsensical babblings.
0: The other thing I want to let you guys know this episode was edited via iPad. I thought it was going to make it easier because I always have my iPad with me. However, the tools that were available on it, even though I paid for the app, weren't as good as the tools available on Audacity. So I'm going back to editing on the laptop. I've learned quite a bit about how to use Audacity, and I can tell you the volume going crazy much, much better in the future, I
1: promise. It's a learning curve.
0: It is a learning curve. I'm not going to go back and re-edit this episode because of the learning curve. It took me about eight hours um, to edit that episode, and I don't want to start over from scratch putting it into Audacity. Oh,
1: why not?
0: So, uh, yeah, this episode, a pilot episode, It's kind of like, go back and watch the first episode of The Simpsons. You'll understand. They get so much better as the technology improves and all that. You'll be able to go back and hear our first episode and be like, wow, look how far they've come. A little tear going down the face.
1: And look how far we've come. We're at the end of our first episode. Yeah. Go us. uh,
0: (laughs) We're about to start recording our second episode, which if all goes well, should be edited even better. We do have decent equipment. It's not top of the line, but we've gone back and listened to the beginning of a lot of our favorite podcasts. And I can, hopefully you agree, but I can say that we at least are doing better than some of the other people who we love to listen to were for like their first whole season. You know, like the first year of episodes. So hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. Hopefully you aren't too bothered by the uh, volume highs and lows in this particular episode and stick with us i promise it gets better anything you want to add my love
1: follow us on instagram spirits oddities and mysteries all one word
0: follow us on twitter spirits oddity
1: and find us on facebook spirits oddities and mysteries
0: that pretty much wraps it up you can email us at spirits oddities and mysteries at gmail.com
1: do it i want to hear from you please. One last thing. We want to give credit for our intro music to Kevin McLean. It is a cut portion of Evening of Chaos. You can find his music on HTTPS colon slash slash I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Music
0: from HTTPS colon slash slash filmmusic.io. License cc by HTTP colon slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 4.0.